Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3, Singapore's most influential radio station. Today we speak to Adjunct Associate Professor Tan Nyap Tuan, Director Research at SingHealth Polyclinics, about what we need to know about sarcopenia, presarcopenia, and their links to diabetes. It's a pleasure to welcome you back to the show. Now, I know we've had a conversation along similar lines before. Perhaps you need to refresh my memory and all our listeners' memories. What is sarcopenia? Sarcopenia uh, refers to the muscle, largely, Mm -hmm. and it is the progressive loss of the muscle, uh, largely due to ageing. Right. And with that, there's a loss of function uh, as well as as the strength. So uh, sarcopenia means loss of uh, muscle, bulk, function and strength. Okay, so basically you're talking about something that will affect uh, the older generation? Yes, they are at higher risk of uh, sarcopenia. Okay. Yes, but anyone who uh, has been uh, immobile for a long period of time without... So recovering from a surgery as well? Yes, that's true. Is there a difference between sarcopenia and pre-sarcopenia? Okay, so so these are technical terms. When we refer to uh, sarcopenia, Mm -hmm. it refers to uh, loss of the muscle mass as well as any one of these. That includes uh, the function and the strength. Okay. So if you have just loss of muscle, uh, then it's known as pre-sarcopenia. So the, the, the distinguishing feature is how uh, badly affected. Is, just, is it just the bulk of the muscle or mm-hmm. it also affects your function and or strength? Okay. And it would affect mobility? Well, if you are, you're strong, your muscles are not strong, uh, of course, you will walk less uh, rapidly, uh, you will slow down, and uh, you are at more risk of falling down. And mm-hmm. with that, of course, other associated risks such as uh, fracture of the bones, hospitalization, mortality, they all will rise if you have uh, sarcopenia. Okay, let, let's talk about sarcopenia in Singapore. We know that um, we do have a problem with a certain percentage of our elderly. They are not as mobile. They don't want to go out and exercise as much. Some, of course, are very vibrant. You see them at the CCs exercising, but a lot of them don't. So how big of a problem? What is the prevalence of sarcopenia in Singapore right now? Uh, Based on the previous study, we estimate that one in four Mm -hmm. uh, will have sarcopenia amongst uh, Older person, age 65 and above. Okay. So in this particular study that we have conducted, uh, they're all patients with type 2 diabetes. Okay. So we find that three out of five will actually have sarcopenia or pre-sarcopenia. Okay. So uh, as you can see, three out of five is actually very uh, significant. Uh, so every five, you know, three of them will be at risk of developing all these muscle-related disorders. Mm-hmm. And you say there is a link to diabetes. You, because you, your research group was type 2 diabetes. That's right. So does that present with even more challenges? Yes. So the significant finding from this study is that among these patients with diabetes, mm-hmm. they are at risk of uh, damaging their kidneys from the diabetes. Mm-hmm. And if the kidneys are affected, we call it the chronic kidney disease, okay. uh, they will result in loss of proteins in the urine. Mm-hmm. And proteins are the building blocks for muscle. So I with see. that loss, you, your risk of developing sarcopenia uh, rises two and a half times compared to other people. 
And of course, it's a vicious cycle, isn't it? Oh, that's right. So what can we do to um, arrest it, to stop it? Is there any way to dial it back once they have sarcopenia? Yes. So that's the main message here. Okay. First, try not to be immobile. Okay. Try to be very active as far as possible. Uh, make uh, your muscles work for you. Mm-hmm. So exercise is actually the uh, key measure to reduce the progression of sarcopenia. Okay. So exercise means you really need to move your muscle actively. So for the older person, uh, walking, slow jog, swimming, these are actually very important exercises that they can uh, take part in. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, they can also take part in uh, mass exercises such as Tai Chi, sure. Qigong. Uh, these are also good exercises for them. So they need to move with the muscles. Mm-hmm. So this is one. The other one, of course, they must have a good diet. Mm-hmm. So their diet, uh, of course, they are diabetes. They have diabetes. Uh, they should be... Uh, very careful with their carbohydrates intake, mm-hmm. but they must not neglect the intake of the proteins. So uh, a lot of our older patients with diabetes have this misperception that, oh, they need to trim down everything, which is not correct. So they still have to have ample supply of proteins. So where are the proteins from? Uh, largely from uh, lean meat, okay, for example, fish, chicken, eggs, uh, and from the plants, for those who are uh, vegans, will be uh, the tofu. These are all uh, bean products. These are all good food mm-hmm. with uh, adequate uh, protein. So I think they must not neglect taking that. Now, diabetes does have a very specific diet. And di- diabetics, from my experience, don't necessarily want to be very mobile. They tend to not want to walk around. They don't want to hurt themselves necessarily. They're afraid. I, we're talking about the older ones. Yes. Maybe they even use it as a little bit of an excuse not to go on those daily walks that you're talking about. How do family members get them out the door and make sure they get the exercise that they need to avoid sarcopenia? You have uh, pointed out a very important characteristic of our uh, older persons mm-hmm. with uh, diabetes. Yes. So, of course, we do not expect them to immediately take on marathons and very rigorous exercise. So, uh, I think to give them the confidence, uh, they can actually go for walks first, mm-hmm. perhaps with some supervision. So, uh, either by their family members or the helpers. Uh, and, of course, for those who are uh, weak to start off, uh, I think it is important that uh, uh, to ensure their safety. What they can do is to have uh, walking aids that to assist in the ambulation. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of course, walking aids is, is a science by itself. I think uh, at walking aid, that would be very useful is you yourself. Go for a walk with your older person. Yes. Right? You, you make a very important point. <laughs> exactly. You hit the, the nail at the right spot. So, uh, yes. And of course, uh, I think footwear is important. Mm-hmm. So, uh, ensure that you have uh, good uh, footwear that's not, uh, that will uh, uh, not allow you to sleep so easily. Mm-hmm. So, those with grip will be good. Um, right. Not the sandals and all that might be uh, a bit ha- more hazardous for mm-hmm. the elderly. No, it's something that was highlighted to me by someone who had been diabetic for a long time because bruises or cuts they actually take longer to recover from. It is an excuse they use to not be as mm. mobile as they should be. Yes. Do we see that a lot in, in older people? 
for every excuse that they put up, we always have a solution <laughs> for them. All right. So for the cards and all that, of course, proper footwear, mm-hmm. uh, comfortable footwear uh, will actually reduce these uh, uh, cuts and uh, abrasions. Sure. And of course, they can all, always put on socks. Mm-hmm. And uh, selection of footwear is another area where I think the uh, doctor can actually give them advice mm-hmm. or they can ex- uh, find... Uh, advice from the podiatrists that we have it in the primary care clinics such as the polyclinics. Uh, so I think it is important really to address the concern uh, and get them to move out of the house. Okay. Now we've been talking about how to arrest it, how to slow down the development of sarcopenia, particularly with their links with its links to diabetes. What should we know about the acceleration of loss of muscle mass and function that is so dangerous to our elderly. What do you think um, we need to drive home to these elderly if they don't get up, if they don't move around more, if they don't exercise? Sometimes fear is, is a good motivation to get them going. Yes, so we need to tell them the risk of uh, sarcopenia, mm-hmm. that they are actually, uh, it's a vicious cycle. If right. you don't move, then your muscle gets weaker. And with weaker, you're actually more likely to fall. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to reverse their thinking uh, in a positive way. So and always nudge them to move around. And of course, give them incentives. And I think the uh, from the uh, official channels, the national challenge uh, move, I mean, competition is actually quite good. Mm-hmm. So uh I think even the older persons can put on some uh, sensor and tracker devices that will allow them to monitor the activities. So we always prompt them to at least take on uh, 10,000 steps. But perhaps oh, start off with 5,000 first <laughs> and then uh, slowly... I don't nat- do 10,000 steps yes. in a day. Uh, well, that is the national guidelines. Uh, that is a nice target to think. I mean, everybody knows about that. So if everybody talked about it, then I think, uh, well, it's a way of encouragement for the elderly to to, comp- you know, to compare and, uh, with their friends or their neighbours who mm-hmm. are in the same age group. So perhaps they can do all this together. I think uh, if they have company and they can uh, chit-chat along the way while they're exercising, I think that will also build up the, uh, a more conducive environment for them to take on uh, exercise on a regular basis. Okay. Now, we do have an ageing population. So you're already saying amongst uh, type 2 diabetics, it's 3 in 5 yes. right now. Is that number going to grow? Is it going to get worse? Are the statistics going to, to look more frightening to us in a few years, do you think? The 3 in 5 refers to those who are, I mean, based on the study, affected by either sarcopenia or pre-sarcopenia. Right. Uh, the whole healthcare uh, fraternity is there to encourage our older persons to move. Mm-hmm. And we are actually looking forward to reducing this proportion of right. uh, rather than the other way around. Right. So if we just sit around and do nothing, mm-hmm. uh, then again, uh, the elderly will actually get more and more weak. And of course, uh, walking itself is not just for the muscles. It's also good uh, control for the diabetes. Okay. They'll burn away the calories. And with that, actually, they also reduce the risk of damaging the kidneys. Mm-hmm. And with that, also, we address one of the risk factors for sarcopenia. That is the development of uh, kidney diseases related right. to diabetes. So exercise cures more than just the sugar, uh, burn away the sugar. It also helps to preserve your muscle health. So basically, what you're saying is... Get up and move. That's <laughs> correct. 
All right. We need to get not just our elderly to get up and move. Most of us need to do a little bit more moving as well. Yes, so everybody moves, then I think, uh, well, it's a sort of peer pressure that everybody will move together and mm-hmm. I think together we will improve our health. All right, before I let you go, sarcopenia seems to, to hit people who are in a, an older age group and like you said, if they are recovering from surgery and what have you. Is there any possibility that it could affect people who have office jobs unless there are, they are diabetics? So younger, younger, maybe middle-aged people who with normal jobs and who drive cars, would it ever affect them at that point? Or do, are there other things that have to be present for them to suffer from sarcopenia? Uh, for the office workers, mm. uh, of course, uh, they are more on the sedentary sort of uh, occupation. Right. Uh, but that is only during their working hours. Right. Beyond our working hours is their it's their leisure time mm-hmm. and they can always optimise their leisure time by also optimising their health mm-hmm. through exercises and through healthy eating as well. So uh, this You're is... You're the second doctor this week that has been nagging at us about healthy eating. <laughs> oh, uh, you know why? Because it's the festive period coming up. Yes, it's very timely indeed. Okay, so does that have a link? Now that we're coming into the festive period, I just thought of this, so I'm not going to let you go quite yet. Now that we're coming into the festive period, are people with pre-sarcopenia or sarcopenia, should they be a little bit more aware and concerned about their diet over the next few weeks? I mean, Singaporeans love to eat. Yes, and there's going to be more temptations over the next few weeks. Yes, but uh, we also know Singaporeans have the wisdom to select their food wisely, (laughs) right? So I think uh, it's the choice. Mm -hmm. Uh, We are not telling them not to to, uh, enjoy the festivities, Mm -hmm. but they can always proportion their intake. So uh, uh, savour all the delights, but uh, at the right proportions. Meaning don't excessively indulge. I think that uh, everything goes by balance. Mm -hmm. So a balanced approach to diet is equally important. All right. It's been a good conversation. Thank you so much. Adjunct Associate Professor Tan Yap Chuan, Director of Research at Sing Health Polyclinics, for coming in and reminding us what sarcopenia was and why it is important that we make sure that our elderly keep moving. It is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SBH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.